Hey guys, if you're digging this content, then I want to personally invite you to join our community and join us live every single Monday at 5.30 Central Standard Time. We host what we call our King's Council Growth Calls. Again, every Monday at 5.30 Central Standard Time. Now, these are our calls in which you can actually participate in. We have a variety of guest speakers that range from business experts to church leaders. We coach on leadership, entrepreneurship, and finances. So join us every Monday, 5.30 Central Standard Time, and get to know the community of like-mindsetted kingdom entrepreneurs. Text the word KING to 727-472-3860. Again, text the word KING to 727-472-3860. I look forward to meeting you live Mondays at 5.30 Central Standard Time. Welcome back to another episode of the King's Council Podcast. I'm your host, Riley Meek, and you got me solo today, guys. Um, And man, I've been prepping for what feels like a couple months now on on this series of of continuing, obviously, in kingdom entrepreneurship. That's what we talk a lot about, Uh, kingdom entrepreneurship, and really what I've kind of just determined that it's ultimately discipleship, right? Kingdom entrepreneurship, discipleship, and as I'm... Uh, really diving in to, uh, I'm actually, you know, writing the second book of the Kingdom Entrepreneur series. Uh, in this next book is is really our our call to create, uh, our call to, um, you know, co-create with the original creator, uh, and a lot of it really, I think, is is built off of the first uh, mandate or or command that God gave us in Genesis one twenty eight to to go, to go forth to be fruitful to multiply. Uh, to have dominion on this earth. And as I, I've been preparing and have a, a lot of content that I'm just excited to share with you guys uh, in regards to that, I felt like I, I wanted to really get us dialed in here uh, and get our mindsets right to, in order for the rest of, of uh, this content, the rest of what we're going to talk about in, in being fruitful, what does fruitful actually mean? Um, and I've just I've really, really enjoyed just diving into what that actually means and all the different um, examples that that God's given us throughout the Bible of of really why we why we work, why why we are to even be fruitful, and then ultimately how we can multiply that. But I wanted again get our mindset correct on on the way we view work, the way we view money in particular is what I want to kind of dive into here today because I really believe that our perspective of of money, okay, and I'm, I, I could talk about this all day long, but our perspective on money, I believe, is really a, a direct correlation with how we view God, okay? How we view money is a, is a direct correlation with, with how we view God. So, we're going to cover that today in, in today's episode here, and we're going to you know, ultimately unpack uh, the parable of the talents today, and I, there's so much that can be unpacked from this, but specifically out of the book of Matthew, and why, um, why Matthew, it, we're going to dive in, into that because there's, you know, it's mentioned 
uh, in other areas within the Gospels as well. But our perspective of, of money, as I mentioned, I think is direct, in direct correlation to how we view God. But also when we're reading the Bible, uh, we're reading uh, different books, different uh, scriptures, there's always this understanding of, of putting ourselves in the context of, of what's taking place and the perspective even of the author of, of that book. Okay, and so Matthew, if you guys do not know this, Matthew was a tax collector, right? So he's he's giving it a perspective uh, as a tax collector, right? Mark uh, was a, he's giving it maybe he's a great servant. He's he's giving his perspective from that that standpoint. Or Luke, uh, he was like a doctor back in the day, right? So he's giving his perspective of how he has viewed things. And this is why I think it's just so fascinating, not to mention that just like the such similarities in all of the gospels. Um, but it's just, it's so cool how God has given us this, but also knowing that I know you have a certain perspective on things of life. I have a certain perspective. We all have a perspective. We're viewing things through the lens, um, that, that we are looking through. And I wanted us to really understand this. And I, that's why I think it's important. We're going to dive into Matthew today from a, a, a perspective of the tax collector, uh, but also, you know, why I really think Jesus spoke in parables. I mean, scripture tells us that, you know, it's, it's really for the, the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, right? And so uh, there, there's mysteries. And as I continue to read this book, it's so amazing, the mysteries that I'd never, it never dawned on me before, or uh, just the, the new revelation that God gives us when we continually spend time in the living, breathing word of God. It's so, so amazing, guys. So I just, I do just want to, man, just hit that home to you guys. Of Like, if you're not spending time in the Bible, I'm just going to challenge you to do it. Because if you're trying to excel in all these other areas of your life, but you're not getting fed from the living, breathing word of God, it's all for naught. It really, truly is, guys. I've lived it. I've been there. I've done it. Um, and while you feel like you may be experiencing some slight success uh, from the worldly perspective, I'm telling you, it's it's a fleeting thing. It's it's not lasting, right, guys? And so I just I just want you to fully understand that. And so why um, I believe we need to spend time in the, in the Word of God is really the reason why I'm going to actually read this to you guys. Um, I kind of early on when I started these podcasts, I was kind of like, it's so weird to like read out of a book. You guys are listening to me, uh, but I just know the the power of the Word of God and and why I want to just really hit this home to you guys specifically uh it again in the book of Matthew and um uh, you know why we even speak or why Jesus even spoke in parables as, as I think is so is so important uh because you'll see um as we kind of read through this or actually I mean there's a couple different verses uh throughout scripture where it kind of reveals to us if you remember um, you know, at the, at the end of most of these parables, Jesus always said, you know, those who have ears to hear, let them hear. And so many of us are are blinded, uh, spiritually blinded, you know, unbelievers are, are spiritually blinded to these truths that Jesus gives us. But when Jesus is te- speaking to his disciples specifically, he, he talked in these parables. And while other people thought like, dude, this guy's crazy or what the heck is he even saying? Uh, ultimately, his disciples are starting to to learn and understand, and they actually be, began to have ears to hear. Right, and um, actually, Second Timothy uh, chapter three verse seven says that 
that the disciples actually were always learning, but never able to acknowledge the truth. Um, or excuse me, not, not the disciples, but those, those that didn't uh, have that understanding, didn't have ears to hear, they were always learning, but never able to acknowledge the truth. And can I just say this too, guys? While I, I really believe the Christian community, <clears throat> I think there's a lot of us that are, that are maybe learning but not acknowledging truth. And, you know, a lot of people will go to church on a Sunday and they're, they're, they're playing this role of like a, a, a good Christian, right? But the, the mysteries of the kingdom, are they, are they committed to, to, to the word of God and understanding and to be able to even have spiritual discernment? And so this is, again, why I want to just read this. We'll take a couple minutes here. I'm just going to read this specifically uh, because I want us to fully grasp the power of this this parable specifically, guys. But I'm going to unpack it for you because there's so much in this. But I, I think specifically what I want to talk about back to our mindset and how we're viewing situation, how we're viewing going to work, having to work versus getting to work. It's a direct correlation to how we view our God, our creator, guys. So again, Matthew 25, we're going to start just in, in verse 14 here. It says, again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his property to them. To one, he gave five talents of money, to another two talents, and to another one talent, each according to his ability. Okay, we're going to come back on this, guys. Then he went on the journey. The man who had received the five talents went at once and put his money to work and gained five more. So also the one with two talents gained two more. But the man who had received the one talent went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid the master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received the five talents brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five talents. See that I have gained five more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The man with the two talents also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two talents. See, I've gained you two more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Then the man who had received the one talent came. Master, he said, I knew that you were a hard man, harvesting where you've not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seeds. So I was afraid, and I went out and hid your talent in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. The master replied, you wicked and lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Well, then you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. Take the talent from him and give it to the one who has the 10 talents. For everyone who has will be given more and he he will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what he has will still be taken from him and throw the worthless servant outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Yikes. I've read this so many times, you know, from when I first gave my life to Christ at, at 16 and, uh, you know, it really wasn't until the last few years that I, I've had an understanding of what this actually means. And guys, again, again, just the, the importance of, 
of being in the word of God, especially if you're a newer Christian, a newer disciple of, of Christ, like to, to know that there's going to be new revelation and new understanding based upon the perspective that you have at any given point in your life. And this guys, I just cannot say this enough. This, this Bible, this word of God it is, it never changes. It absolutely never changes. It is the same and it will, because it's, it's, it's authored while God used man, co-created with man to author this book. He is the ultimate author of this book. Okay. I need us to understand that. And it, because God never changes, this never changes. What changes is us. What changes is our perspective. Uh, when, when we, when we fully give our life, surrender, submit our lives to God and, and fall into alignment with his will, with what he wants, it starts to, to mold and, and change our thoughts, our, our, the, our mindsets, our hearts, the desires that we have come into alignment with his will, not us praying uh, that his will would fall in alignment with our will. Right, guys? And so just, again, if you're, whether you, maybe you've been, you know, a Christian, a, you've been saved for a number of years, but you're just, you're, you're going through the motions of life. Again, I just want you to come back to get into this thing, get into this word of God. Even if it doesn't make sense to you right away, just start to read it, start to, to uh, meditate on the living, breathing word of God here, because then you'll be prosperous and successful. That's what it literally tells us. And then if you have trouble getting perspective and understanding these things, listen to podcasts like this, right? Listen to, um, there's, there's so many great Bible teachers out there that can help you through this process, but commit to this life as a disciple, okay? And, and disciple, coming back to that, that root, the, how it was actually uh, uh, created a disciple. If you, if you look at that, what that word says or how it's written, it comes from discipline, like having the discipline to be a, a, a faithful follower, a faithful person that's completely committed and submitted to their leader, right? To their, their ultimate creator. Okay. So get off my soapbox on that guys, but I want to unpack this a little bit for you. And I'm going to try to do this in a, in a decent amount of time here, because I feel like I could talk about this for forever. But, um, first off, when a, a talent, I want us to understand what, what that is, because one talent, two talents, five talents, um, if you know if you don't have any context to understand what this was or what was what was put of value back in the day one talent was equal to like 6000 uh, denarii right and and in today uh which would essentially be like um uh one day's salary back then like 6000 denarii would be like one day's salary so today we, i was looking up the equivalency of this one talent would be equal to like 1.4 million dollars which is silly crazy okay so um so it's a lot it's not we're not talking like oh you get one dollar two dollars or five dollars but i do want us to really understand the value the amount of this has literally nothing to do with what they did with it okay but the amount does have a lot to do with with our ability okay because remember i said we're going to come back to this it says that god gave to them each according to their ability when I first had this thought, I was like, man, that's kind of, that's kind of crummy. <laughs> like, why did God give one, 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 two, and one, five? It's like, well, that's not fair. Like, how many of us are even thinking that? Like, it's not fair, God. Why, why does he get one? I mean, how many of us even do that just on a regular basis? And we think this life is supposed to be fair. Well, newsflash, it ain't fair. 
right? It ain't fair at all. But if if scripture tells me that it, God gives to them according to their ability, I want to find out like, well, I want to be the guy that gets five, right? So I, of course, I, how, we, how are we going to find this out? In unpacking this, guys, I really think there's there's three things that make up our ability, right? How does God give to us according to our ability? I think it's three things. One, I think it is the availability, right? Are we making ourselves available to God to be used by God? And it doesn't have to be just for, for money purposes, but are we using ourselves to be used by him for, to sow into somebody that, that just needs a hug, that just needs loved on, that just needs to be spoken life into them? Are we making ourselves available? Are we so laser focused on, on what we have to do, what we have accomplished? I have, I have, you know, these many things that I have to get, these tasks I have to get done on a daily basis, or are we making ourselves available? Okay. The second thing is the responsibility that we are willing to take on. Okay. Our ability is based upon our availability and then the responsibility that we're willing to take on. Are you willing, are you responsible with the little in order to be responsible with, with much, right? There's, there's multiple references of that throughout scripture, uh, but it, are we willing to be responsible enough? And ultimately then the accountability that we're able to take on. Are we gonna be accountable not only to, to God, right? Because at some point, every, we're all going to have to be accountable to our creator for what we did with what we had while we were here on this earth. Mm, just let that let that sink in, guys. So if you take your the hustle and bustle, even as you're you're maybe driving in the car right now, or maybe you're sitting in your office, or maybe you're uh, sitting in the hot tub. That's where I like to listen to podcasts sometimes. Just think about this: Are you making yourselves available? Are you are you responsible enough to handle what He's willing to give you? And then, if you are, are you holding yourself accountable? To our creator, number one, which should be enough in in itself. But if that's not the case, are you making yourselves accountable to other people on this earth? Okay, God's given us other people for that reason. So it, whether it's your spouse, a loved one, a, a friend, a tribe, a community like the King's Council, we hold each other accountable for what we're what we've declared, what we're about, what what our what our goals are, what the vision is that we feel God's given us, we're holding ourselves accountable to what what that declaration actually is. Okay, so, and this is where again I think so many of us are just living life by default. We're 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 playing this thing called Christian, and when I say playing, like we go to church uh, and we think, okay, you know, I checked the box, maybe I even tithed. Yeah, I'm I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, but, uh, don't ask me to do anything else, God. Right. And and this is just what we're, a lot of people are just accustomed to, because this is what culture has told them to do the rest of the six days, do what you want. Uh, and, and, you know, try to just get through life, save enough money to retire. And ultimately then, uh, you know, hopefully you don't do anything too stupid enough where you can make it into heaven. Right. Like that just sounds like an absolutely horrific life to me. Um, and I don't say that in a, in a degrading way by, by any means, guys, but there's so much more that God wants to do with us and through us if we're willing to make ourselves able. Again, back to are we making ourselves available, responsible, and have we put in place the accountability measures to be faithful with the little? Okay, so back, back to the, the three servants here. There's one that got one, one got two, and one that got five. Now, the, the one that got one, so we're going to first off take, 
like this isn't fair out of it, right? Because it says God gave to them according to their ability. And if anybody knows their ability, right, or the master, okay, according to their ability, it's him, right? He knows like some of you probably even have kiddos right now. You can think like which one would be responsible enough to handle this sort of uh uh, whether it's money or this sort of, uh, hey, kids, we're leaving today. I need, uh, you know, Ellie, you're in charge of these other two kids. You can just put yourself into this perspective. Like think of yourself as as delegating or giving people certain roles because you know that they're accountable. You know that they're responsible. And then you could think of others that, yeah, probably not, right? And some of us, may this may be a gut check to us right now. Like have I proven myself to be responsible and, and accountable to what I've been given? Okay, so the one that has been given one. I'm just going to reread this for for a second here. It says, Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. This even, this this gets me. So I'm, I think this is uh, King James that I'm, I'm pulling up some notes here on my screen. Uh, so it's a little bit different than the, the other version that I read, but he's like, look, there you have what is yours. But his Lord answered him and said, you wicked and lazy servant. So I'm not going to read any, any past that, but I think let's come back to his perspective. So he had one and he'd given to God, had given to him according to his ability. So his perspective, it wasn't even that he was jealous of the other people that had two or had five. Right, because I think back to I said this earlier. Like I think a lot of us would be like, "Well, why did he get two? Why did he get five? That wasn't even his perspective, right? His focus, while it could have been even on other people, his perspective wasn't even that. It was it was a fear based upon his perspective of God, of his master being a hard man. And I want us to really understand this, guys, because for some of us listening to this right now. You need to really understand this, that your perspective of God will empower you, the best of you or the worst of you. So if, if you're viewing God as, as a hard man, like he's, he's up there just cracking the whip, it's going to empower you one way or the other. Do you want it to empower the best of you or do you want it to empower the worst of you? Because your perspective of life ultimately is going to determine how well it goes for you. Your perspective of life, of, of your creator, it's going to determine how well this thing goes for you. And uh, some of us actually stop doing what we can do, like this person with the one talent. We, we stop doing what we can do because we're focusing on what we can't do. Okay, I, I want to process this with me, guys. We stop doing what we can do. Some of you are, 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 are it's like, well, I, you know, I'm not going to move forward. I'm not going to do this. Because we're so focused on what we can't do. We think that, man, you know, who am I in this situation? Or you think that what I can do isn't going to make that big of a difference, right? How about even just like the elections? Like every vote counts. We've heard this, right? Now, depending upon if they're, if they're rigged or not, whole nother podcast. Um, but every vote counts. Like, so we just, if, if enough people think, well, who am I? What am I can do? It's not that big of a deal it adds up really, really quick guys. And I've, I even had this perspective at, at times, actually not that long ago when, when March of 2020 went, went down and I just felt God speak. I was, I, first off, I was seeking in this time in my life, like, God, there's gotta be more to life. Like, this is just, 
I don't want to just go to just create another business and, and to, you know, go make money and then do it again and again. And it's like, it, there just had to be more fulfillment in my life. And when March of 2020 happened, Ellie was eight. For some of you that haven't heard this, I, I was sitting in my office and she walked in and I've just been so, I've, I've been, my perspective was just the negativity of the news. I'm, I'm reading all the, just the junk, the BLM stuff, just like just all this crap that's just going on. And I'm, I'm just like deflated because my perspective was, was looking at everything from a negative standpoint. And I, I just, Ellie walked into my bedroom or excuse me, to my office and I looked at her and I, I just thought, man, I cannot leave this earth to her the way that it is. Like just, I, it was just like this overwhelming feeling, but as I quickly, I thought, but what the heck am I going to do? I'm just a, just an entrepreneur. I don't, I mean, I sell stuff. I'm what, what can I do? But as quick as, as that came into my mind, I felt God just wholeheartedly just say, if not you, then who? (laughs) Sorry guys. (laughs) If not you, then who? And I know that's why some of you guys are even listening to this right now. It's that if not you, then who? Enough going through the motions here of life, of just like letting it happen to us. But if not you, then who? And unfortunately, a lot of us are like this this person who's um, you know got this one talent, and it's like, what can I do? You know, I'm just going to bury the gifting, the talent, the literal talent. How amazing that that it's even called that. Right? He just buried his talent and he didn't put to use what God had given him. He didn't find a he found a reason actually not to work because of his perspective. Some of us are we, we can we can quickly find reasons not to do things because of our perspective versus saying, what has God given me right now? And then find a reason to work, find a reason to multiply that. Instead, guys, for those that are burying it, it's like the consequences of this are pretty severe. He goes, you wicked and lazy servant. Man, I do not want God to call me wicked and lazy at any point in my life. And not only that, but then he took it from him and he gave it to the one that was responsible and that was accountable. So are you making yourselves available? Are you making yourselves responsible? And are you willing to be accountable? Because guys, this is how the kingdom of God works. It might not make sense to in, in the worldly perspective, but this is how the kingdom of God works. And be clear, the amounts don't matter because the, the difference between the person who got two and the one who got five, literally nothing. He said, well done, good and faithful servant. You, both of them doubled what they had. And then, and then they were, were given more and they get to enjoy in their master's happiness. So the amounts, guys, are, are do not matter what you have right now if you put it to use. And, and this relies or this relates way more than to just money. But this is the little things, guys. These could be the little things that are you, man, I've made it a, this is kind of a silly thing, but this is what I would even challenge you guys. Like when uh, some of us will see a, a penny on the side sidewalk or a nickel or a dime and we'll just bypass that thing with just because we have this mentality, like, well, it's not that much. It doesn't matter. Right. And I just felt God speak to me one time when I saw that. And it was just like, no, I have to be responsible enough with this. Right. And, and again, whether that's penny or it's a piece of trash, are you responsible enough to, to pick up and do what's right? Or I've, I've given this example on some of our coaching calls, like, uh, you know, if you're shopping at, at Target, 
I had this experience with Ellie about a year ago. We're shopping at Target and it's like, are, are we responsible enough? She found something. She had a choice to make. She could only pick one thing that she was going to get and I, she had to make a choice. And so she chose uh, the one that she quit recently had found. There, that meant she would have to go back and put it on the shelf. And it was a quick decision in her head because we've had this discussion before of why we would do what's right and return the item to its original place versus what you know, I've even had that thought in the past, like, well, that's somebody else's job. It gives them a job. Like I'm justifying it. Like I'm providing a job for somebody else. Like how, I mean, how arrogant is, is that thought? And, and so it was amazing, Ellie, like, okay. And then she went back to the original place to put the thing on the shelf. And guys, this is understand why this is this thing of, of being responsible. It is a, a maturity muscle that we grow. Okay. Are you willing to be responsible with the little things that you've been given? And this is what we refer to why one of our core values is to operate in excellence, right? Are we willing to operate in excellence, even when others aren't looking, to do the little things extremely well? Because I know that my master is always watching, and he's going to give to me according to my ability. And know that, that my, the, the giving to me is, has zero to do with what the worldly things that I want to get, but it's the impact that I want to be a part of. And I know some of you guys are, are have that heart and that hunger as well. Like, are you proving yourself faithful with those little things that that he would be willing, that we're, we're available, got to be used, and then ultimately to, to have the responsibility like, yeah, God, give it to me. I want it. I know it could be stressful at times, but I want to I run this race so stinking well to know that, that I've been accountable to you and faithful with, with what you've given me so that one day you will look down upon me and, and I would hear those words, that well done, good and faithful servant. Guys, remember, God gives to us according to our ability. Another thing that I, I want to make note of of this is that the mindset of that the servant that got one not only was it that he was a hard man, right? So it's like, it's, it's, it was just like what, he, what his perspective of his master was, but also there was just a lack of desire for any more or call it even just a lack of, of desire to win this thing in life, right? He wasn't concerned about what he could do. He was only concerned about what he could lose in that situation. He'd been given one and it wasn't like, Oh man, I what, I can put this to use now. It was like, ooh, I've got to hold on to this thing so tight. I got, I, I better not lose this for fear of, of, uh, you know what what the master would do to me because he's a hard man. So I want to ask you guys this: Are you playing to win, or are you playing not to lose in this thing of life? Are you playing to win, or is your mindset that you're playing not to lose? Because winners focus on what they can do. And it sounds harsh, but losers focusing on, on, on what they, they can't do. And that's the reality of the situation, guys, that, that if, if God's going to give to us according to our abilities, like I want to be in a, I want to win. Like, let's go, God, let's take territory here. This is why I really believe, you know, why Paul, who was like, you know, b- before he was Paul, he was Saul, like one of the <laughs> walking the earth, one of the most terrible men on the planet. But he was, man, that guy was. He was about his business, right? He was murdering Christians and doing what he thought was righteous in his mind and radically, bam, God's like, no, 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 no. Man, you've been playing on the wrong team long enough. And bam, radically on the road to Damascus, his life has changed forever. And now he's gone on to write, you know, 
three fourths of the the entire New Testament, and you know, is will go down as like the one of the greatest advocates of of Jesus of all time. And we, you know, and he said he ran this race. He he ran that race well. And again, that's just what I want so badly. But it comes back, guys, to our mindset. Our mindset, and knowing that that. God doesn't need to use any of us. He's got plenty of people to choose from. But are you on it? Are you putting yourself in that position to be used? Are you putting yourself in that position to be used? I'm going to put a bow on this today, guys. I, I had a lot more notes that I was going to dive into when it came to um, just our mindset on money. But I'm going to save that for some some additional episodes coming up. Um, but back to the, the, the parable of the talents here. Just get a full, and I would encourage you guys just to read through this a few times and meditate on this thing. Because one of the things with, with the, that the person with five and even the person with two that they had said was that they, they came and brought. So the master comes back and they, they came and they brought. The one with five said they came and they brought. Or the one with two says uh, it delivered to him. And then it comes back to the one with who got one talent and he didn't, he didn't bring anything. He didn't deliver anything. All he did. Well, what he did deliver, I guess, was an excuse. Okay. It was literally, that's, it was like, I knew you to be a hard man. So I buried it and like, it, it's over there. It's like, it's over there. Like he didn't even, he hid it for him, but he didn't even bring it, you know, unbury it and bring it back to him. Right. And that like, just think about this guys. It's so interesting that his perspective affected his outcome in life everything this is just the importance of of our mindset guys everything that he did was 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 based upon every action he took was based upon the perspective that he was looking at because this understand this so much like our our mindset so why you need to get into this this living breathing word of god and and get disciplined in this because every single one of us has gifts every single one of us has talents Okay, no pun intended here. Well, maybe a little bit, um, but we have because here, here's what I what I really think. Every one of us has 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 gifts, has fruit. Okay, but how do we make a fruit fruitful? How do how does it become fruitful? And this is what we're going to unpack here over the next couple of weeks, guys, and 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 um, the upcoming episodes. I've been given a gift. I've been given this this fruit, but just because I have a piece of fruit doesn't mean that it's fruitful. So how do I do that? How do I take that gift maybe into a talent. And I really believe we do this through discipline, through self-discipline, which is actually discipleship. Your talent will become a, a skill by, by making yourself available, by, by taking on responsibility, responsibility, right? And then being accountable to others and ultimately to God. So we're going to dive more into what that means to be fruitful, but I want so so wholeheartedly, guys, for you guys to grasp your mindset. Meditate on this parable of talents. Matthew chapter 25, verses 14 through 30. Read through that this week, guys, and, and spend some time on an understanding the perspective of the one who got five, the one who got two, and the one who got one. And I would love, I love getting direct messages from you guys when you hear these episodes. So hit me up, whether it's on Instagram, uh, the Riley Meek, uh, or or even um, at uh, King's Council Community. Uh, I get those as well. Um, or text me. Text me. The number is 
3860. I'd love to get some feedback on these episodes, guys. But this one in particular of of what spoke out to you most in this parable of the talents. Because our ability, guys, again, our ability is based upon these three things. Are you making yourselves available? And sometimes it's simply just praying that to God, like speaking that into an existence, even though if you look at your schedule and your time, and you're like, I don't know, I don't think I have anything available, but God, this is Ellie and I's prayer every night. When we, when we get to go to bed, it's like, Holy Spirit, we want to be so sensitive to you. We want to be just uh, available to you. So may, may we be sensitive to know where we need to go, what we need to do, who we need to speak to, who we don't need to speak to. Lord, make us so sensitive to you that we would be available for whatever you've, you've asked us to do. And then are we making ourselves responsible? When, when I do have that prompting, just because you've made yourself available doesn't mean you're going to be responsible to actually take action. So when you've been given that, that little nudge, that, that little feeling, right? Or you, you, you walk by somebody and, and you feel God going, um, excuse me, I, I, I need you to go talk to that person, right? Or I need you to go sow into that person. I need you to give to this. Are you going to be responsible enough to take action? If you prove yourself in those little things and you are making yourself accountable to him, but then also just talk with your, your, your brothers and your sisters in Christ here. And, and Hey, this is the new, a new chapter in my life. I want to be so available and responsible. So will you be accountable? Can I be accountable to you in this new, new walk, this new discipleship chapter in my life? So Matthew chapter 25 verses 14 through 30 guys read on it, hit me up. And then we're going to continue to dive into this thing of kingdom entrepreneurship, what it really truly means to be fruitful. We'll see you guys on the next episode. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the King's Council podcast. For more information on the King's Council and becoming the CEO of your own life, visit kingscouncilcoaching.com today. You can also follow us on Instagram, at King's Council Coaching. We'll see you next time.